What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Mo, and on today's episode, we will be discussing mental health. We often hear the term, check on your people. You never know what anyone is going through. But what exactly is mental health to you? In my opinion, mental health includes our emotional, our psychological, and our social well-being. To me, mental health is important from every stage of life, from childhood to adolescence, even through adulthood. So today, we have a very special guest who is going to speak up and be clear with us about her story, how she deal with mental health, depression, just everything. So you guys just stay tuned and let's go ahead and let's talk some more. Let's get right to it. Today we have a guest by the name of Kenyatta Reese from Sumter, South Carolina. And before we get into some discussion, we're going to allow her the chance to introduce herself. Hello, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the followers. All right. My name is Kenyatta Reese. I am from Sumter, South Carolina. Um, I've been living in Charlotte for the last 15 years, then I moved back to South Carolina. Um, I am the mother of an amazing 11-year-old daughter. I have a bachelor's degree in sociology. I am also a life changer with Total Life Changes, and I have a true passion to help people with their struggles and to get through their mental illnesses because that is a struggle that I have been dealing with for a while. So it's very exciting to be on here today. I just want to first thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and actually opening up and discussing, you know, mental health. Because some people are afraid to even say, you know, mentally I'm not there or I need to seek help or speak to a therapist. So I first just want to thank you for joining us today. So as I look on your Facebook and I, I read a post that you posted back in December, um, you were basically just like speaking out and um, letting people or making people aware of your battles that you face as far as anxiety, major depression and OCD. And you said, you know, this was for almost 11 years. So would you like to just go ahead and kind of share with us your story and your struggles? My struggles began um, right after, a little couple months after I had my daughter in 2009. Um, first, I was disappointed in myself because I had an entire plan for my life. Um, I wanted to be married and I wanted, whenever I had kids, I wanted their life to be different than what I experienced. Um, my mom was a single mother. I have aunts who are single mothers. And I just didn't want that. And so a couple months after I had my daughter, my relationship with my child's father ended. And so here I go. Uh, here I am, the single mother, not really knowing what to do. I'm 22 at the time, not really knowing what to do. And he leaves. And so I went through, it started off as postpartum depression. Okay. And then it didn't get any better. 
um, it then it turned into major depression. And in the process of me dealing with all that, um, I had my anxiety was triggered. And then we had a situation with I had a situation with my child's father that triggered the OCD. When I start I started to feel nasty and I started to feel like I was worthless. And so I started washing my hands a lot. Uh, that's that's my OCD. I wash my hands a lot. And so that's the beginning of it all. And because I was ashamed of, you know, being labeled as mentally ill, I didn't talk about it. I didn't say nothing about it. I, as a matter of fact, I stopped going around my family. I lost a whole bunch of weight. And I didn't deal with it because I was ashamed. Because I felt, here I am, this mother, I need to be strong. And for some reason in my head, dealing with depression, OCD, and anxiety, it made me feel like I was weak. Now, right. now Kenyatta, you said at one point you were depressed and you were deep down in depression. Now, for example, when I went through my stage of depression, like my apartment had flooded out. I had just caught my first little bid at the county prison. I had never been, well, at the county jail. I had never been locked up before, but it's like I felt everything was crumbling down at one time. So when I went through all of that stuff, like I would really talk to anyone. I didn't want to get out of bed. I would cry every day. I didn't eat. Like I had lost like so much weight or whatever but it was still like the people around me couldn't even notice that I was sad or that I was depressed I don't know if it's because I'm always the strong friend or the strong person but what were signs of depression for you that you feel that people missed or didn't pay attention to like what did you go through as far as being depressed um what I went through was I also you know I felt like life was humbling down around me too and I don't think that it was missed. I just think that they didn't know, my family didn't know what to do. They knew something was wrong, but they didn't know what was wrong. Um, so things that I did, I didn't, I would not eat for days. Um, I thought people were after me. I thought people were trying to do stuff to me to hurt me. So I wouldn't go out nowhere. I wouldn't go anywhere. I wouldn't talk to people. Um, I had suicidal thoughts. I even attempted it. And um, I also, I didn't, like, I didn't care how I looked at all. Like, I walked out the house a couple times, mismatched clothes on, hair sticking up, and did not care. Mm -hmm. And so, in that, I just, it was a lot. I didn't, my mama even told me a story about a time. She saw me in the bathtub. She was standing at the door watching me in the bathtub. And she said that I started slowly sinking down into the bathtub and I was talking to myself. I did not know that. I don't remember that. But she remembered it because she thought she was about to have to come pull me out of the bathtub because she thought I was about to kill myself. Wow. And and that's so true. Like when you're going through de depression, just mentally like. You don't even know what you're thinking, you know, or sometimes you just find yourself like you don't you don't know what's going on. So, 
I can definitely um, relate to what you're saying. Now, as far as it affecting your child, did she have to see you being depressed or going through so many changes? Yeah, she did. And like once she went from the time my daughter was like one to about three, she didn't want anything to do with me. She stayed with my mama. She always stayed around my mama. She wouldn't come around me. She would just be attached to my mama. And that part, it hurt me. And that's when I started to realize that stuff needed to change because my child did not have a connection with me at all. And so now that she's older, you know, she's 11 now. And I start to explain stuff to her so that she understands, you know, this is what mommy is going through. Mm -hmm. You know, and I try to explain it to her in ways that an 11 year old child will understand and she is now starting to get to the point to where she's asking me questions about it mommy is anxiety why you did this is anxiety why you do that mommy why do you wash your hands so much and i have to i explained it to her you know that's great that you have an open relationship to be able to explain that to her because you know just in the black community alone it's like when I was growing up or when you're younger, like, you don't question an adult about anything. You know, you just right. kind of go with whatever. So, it's good that you can be open and actually share that with your daughter and help to build your relationship. Yeah, and I, I, I do because, you know, as you stated before, in the black community, you know, it's always what mama say or what daddy say. You do it, you don't question nothing. And you don't have that communication and I with me um that was important to me because I want my daughter to tell me when she's going through stuff and so that's another thing that we that I wanted so I we go to family counseling so that I can learn how to communicate with her better mm -hmm. because in me dealing with my struggles I'd learn I don't know how to communicate with my child and so that's one of the things and I'm open with her and I and I'm trying to make it so that she's open with me when she starts going through stuff. Because one time before, I did see in my daughter's phone where she was telling her friends she wanted to kill herself. And so wow. that's why I do what I do and making sure I'm getting myself together because I don't want her to feel like that. I know sometimes feeling like that can just happen, but I want her to tell me, why do you feel like you? You want to kill yourself why do you feel like this and it and we got to the root of it and you know she no longer feels that way because we i'm working on having open communication with her i'm working on you know because i deal with these mental illnesses not lashing out not getting frustrated so before i say something to her i think about it at what point did you feel comfortable enough or what made you say like i'm ready to tell my story well, I'm actually in a new journey in my life. I am on a journey to self-love, self-care, and I feel like I've been placed on this earth to help people get through their battles. And so since I am embarking on this new journey, I think it's time that people know, you know, I went through this. Hey, I went through this. This is what I dealt with, and I'm coming out of it, and you can too. But, you, you know, you have to be consistent and you have to work towards it. 
and I want like I've started telling my story because I know how it feels to to not want to be labeled as mentally ill because if you're mentally ill, you know you're thinking somebody thinking you crazy. Mm-hmm. I know how it feels to not want to go to a counselor because you feel like they're gonna judge you. I was scared to go to a counselor because I thought. I'm dealing with a mental illness. They're going to try to take my child away from me. And so one day I got tired of it. And I I walked. I left my mama's house. I was like, my daughter better off without me. And I walked from my mama's house. And I went to a hotel. And I um, I got a knife. I had a knife with me. Went to a hotel and tried to, like I had a bottle of liquor. And I had a knife. I said, I'm going to cut myself. No, I'm going to drink this. I'm going to cut myself and then I'm just going to die. You know? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's that's it. Yeah. And um, what happened was my mom and I was trying to find me. They was all out in a, um, in a frenzy trying to find me. But I'm crying actually telling them. My grandma called me. And my grandma started talking to me about how good God is. And she said, whatever you're going through, he won't. He ain't brought you to it, but he'll bring you through it. And that's so true. That is so true. My grandma had no idea where I was. My grandma had no idea what was going on. And that right there was my saving grace. Then after that, I called my stepdaddy and I told him to come get me. And I went home to my daughter and I hugged my daughter like I never hugged her before. And I made a promise to myself that I never would do that again. What advice would you give to another woman that's currently in in the situation that you're coming out of? I would give them, um, the advice that I would give them would be for them to go get help. It's okay. Like, it's what you're going through, it's okay to talk to somebody about it. You don't have to battle it by yourself. You don't have to deal with it by yourself. You don't always have to be the what society says is the strong woman. It's okay to talk to somebody. It's okay to get to the root of the problem it's okay to deal with it that's the only way you're going to heal well kenyatta i just want to just tell you that i have the utmost respect for you and i'm so happy that you overcame your experiences and that you didn't decide you know to end your life or anything and god just has bigger and better plans and a calling over your life um now i do want to ask you what would be your definition of mental health as far as if you were telling anyone, how would you describe mental health? Um, mental health to me is basically the way you think, the way you feel, and the way you act. Because all of that ties in together. If you are dealing with negative thoughts and negative emotions, then your actions are going to follow. So I feel like with mental health, that's why it's important for us to focus on our mental health because if we have good mental health then good things are going to follow us you know if i'm sitting here depressed sad that's going to change my mood my whole mood and i'm not going to want to do anything 
But if you have good mental health, your thoughts are good, your emotions are good, you're feeling good about yourself, you're going to do the best that you can. You can't do your best when you constantly sad, when you're constantly upset, when you're constantly frustrated. That stops you from doing a lot. Yes, you it don't do. reach your full potential. Yes, it, it, it really does. It can throw your whole day off, really. Yeah, your whole day, your whole mission, everything. What you call it to do, it, it it slows stuff down. Like what I feel like I was put on this earth to do is to help people. And if I didn't start dealing with my stuff, then I don't know where I would be. I would know I wouldn't be able to help nobody. And I don't know where my relationship with my daughter would be either. You know? Yes. Because she's getting older. She's 11 now. Soon she ain't gonna want to deal with me because I'm not gonna be cool to her no more, you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kenyatta, before we wrap up this podcast, would you like to um, let the people know your social medias or ways that they can get in contact with you? Because I'm sure you're gonna have people reaching out to you. Um, I am on social media, um, Facebook, Kenyatta Reese. Um, there is another Kenyatta Reese, but. If they go on your page, can they see my page? Yes, I, because we're okay. mutual friends or something. Yeah, they should be able to. Okay, because I know I, I typed in Kenyatta Reese before, but I'm from Sumter. Okay. So if that make it easier, I'm from Sumter. And um, on Instagram, it is Caramel Classy. Classic. Caramel Classic. Classic is spelled with a K. And if anybody wants to email me, they can email me at, which one of my email addresses I want to give? Hold on. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I got like five of them. <laughs> which one will I pay attention to? Um, they can email me at kenyattalashay17 at gmail.com. My name is spelled K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A. L-A-S-H-A-Y 17 at gmail.com Kiyada, thank you so much for joining us on the Let's Talk Some More podcast. I really did enjoy this segment. Alright, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Let's get right to it.